Hello and welcome to Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm Dr. Lauren Council, your Editor-in-Chief. We have another exciting podcast for you today. We hope that you enjoy. My name is Megan Cronin, and I'm currently at the University of Miami. I'm a third-year resident there, and I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Ann Haas tonight. She is currently the AD Alternative Advisor to the AMA CPT for Dermatology, as well as she practices in the Sutter Medical Group in Sacramento and is an Associate Clinical Professor of Dermatology at UC Davis. And tonight we will be talking about challenges with intermediate and complex repair coding. Dr. Haas, how would you like to get started? Let me tell you, first of all, why this happened. As it turns out, more and more complex repairs were being billed. And that fact became quite apparent to Medicare. And they essentially pushed in order to flatten the rising utilization of the complex repair codes and essentially asked us to clean up the definitions of intermediate versus complex repairs. So that's what got us to the change in codes for 2020. Okay, so it was something that was in the works for a while. Do you know exactly how much the increase was over the past couple of years? That I'm not sure. But the code changes were just undertaken by our CPT team over this last coding cycle. Okay. So let's talk about the new CPT codes, because I think there's quite a bit of confusion amongst the dermatology community of what actually defines a complex repair now. So what would you say are the main differences between the old CPT code for complex repair versus the new one in 2020? Well, I think the point of most confusion has to do with the definition of undermining. And that was what the CPT team worked so hard to clarify. Let's actually go backwards and let's start with the definition of intermediate repair because the complex repair codes are based on the definition of the intermediate repair. So let's start with the intermediate repair. First of all, The intermediate repair includes a simple repair. It requires a layered closure of one or more of the deeper layers of sub-Q tissue and the superficial fascia or the non-muscle fascia. Now, the intermediate repair includes limited undermining. Here we go. Limited undermining is defined as a distance less than the maximum width of the defect measured perpendicular to the closure line along at least one entire edge of the defect. So remember that because that's going to be important when we move on to the complex repairs. So the other definition that is included in intermediate repair is the fact that intermediate repairs may constitute a single layer closure of heavily contaminated wounds that have required extensive cleaning or debridement or removal of particulate matter. All right, so based on that, let's move on to the complex repairs. So the complex repairs, first of all, must meet the requirements for an intermediate repair. In other words, there needs to be a layered closure. The definition of a complex repair must also include at least one of the following. So the first is exposure of bone 
cartilage, tendon, or a named neurovascular structure. The second is debridement of wound edges, such as in the situation with a traumatic laceration or an avulsion. The third is extensive undermining, and this is key. Extensive undermining for a complex repair is defined as the distance equal to or greater than the maximum width of your defect measured perpendicular to the closure line along at least one entire edge of the defect. So an example of that would be if you have the maximum width of your defect perpendicular to the line of closure uh, being, say, two centimeters. So you would need to have at least two centimeters or more of undermining done on one side of the line of closure perpendicular to your closure line along the entire edge. In addition with complex repairs, a complex repair will in, can involve the free margin of the helical rim, the vermilion border, and the nostril rim, as well as the placement of retention sutures. Fortunately, dermatologists don't tend to place retention sutures very often. So the biggest point of concern, I think, for dermatologists is trying to figure out what constitutes limited undermining and what constitutes extensive undermining. I would agree with that. So, for example, if you have a defect that is two centimeters in maximum width and you undermine one centimeter on one side of the defect and one centimeter on the other side of the defect, can that be added together for extensive undermining? No, that would be considered an intermediate repair because the definition of the complex repair is the distance either equal to or greater than the maximum width of the defect measured perpendicular to the line of closure along at least one entire edge of the defect. So what you would need to do is undermine two centimeters or more than two centimeters along one line. Adding one and one is not going to bring your coating up to a complex repair. Okay. I think that's a big point of confusion in the new coatings. I'm glad we addressed that. Are there any changes to simple repair guidelines? There are no changes to the simple repair for the CPT coding book 2020. How would I code a nasal tip excision? for which the defect is repaired with a linear layered closure with three cutaneous and five superficial sutures totaling 1.5 centimeters long over visibly exposed lateral alar cartilage. Well, you have actually met with this example, the criteria for complex repair, because you did a layered closure and also, you noted, and you need to document that, that the defect has exposed cartilage. So you have, have completed your, your quoting criterion for a complex repair. So you would select your complex repair code by length, which would be 1.1 to 2.5 centimeters. And the CPT code for that is 13151. Okay. Another example uh, squamous cell carcinoma is excised from an elderly woman's severely photodamaged atrophic extensor forearm. A linear repair is performed. In order to close the wound, a series of retention sutures had to be 
used combined with several surface interrupted stitches to better oppose the skin edges. Does this meet the criteria for a complex repair? Well, remember to report a complex repair, you have to fulfill the criterion for an intermediate repair, such as a layered closure. So the placement of retention sutures alone doesn't qualify for complex repair. So in this case, because a layered repair wasn't done, you cannot report a complex repair. Okay. So very important that you meet the original intermediate repair guidelines before. And so another example, a patient presents with a laceration after a fall on the pavement. Debris and pavement particles from the wound are removed and scrubbed out. A single layer of interrupted stitches are placed and an intermediate repair is reported. Is that the correct repair? That would be correct because you removed the extensive particulate matter from the wound and that's one of the requirements that need to be met in the definition of an intermediate repair, even though you didn't do a layered repair. So this would indeed be coded as an intermediate repair. So next example, a tumor is excised from the nose alar rim and the defect is linearly repaired with buried dermal stitches followed with a second layer of surface stitches. There's no undermining done and it's reported as a complex repair. Is this the correct code? That is correct because your repair was a layered repair, but it also involved the, the free margin of the, the nostril. So that satisfies the criteria for complex repair. So with these changes with the new CPT codes, what would your recommendations be as far as documentation? Well, certainly for complex repair, the documentation would have to include extensive undermining, and you would need to say that you did it along at least one wound edge. And that's the complete wound edge, not just the middle. So you have to undermine all the way out to the tips as well. You have to document the maximum width of your defect perpendicular to the line of closure. And then I would document the width of the undermining done, or if the undermining was equal to or greater than the maximum width of the defect. So I think all of those really need to be included in order not to have your codes downcoded. I think if those are included, it would be very hard for a coder to take that repair down to an intermediate repair. Do you recommend that there be photo documentation of the undermining the wound or is simple documentation in the chart enough? I think at this point, unless we get evidence to the contrary, if you are very specific about this type of documentation, you probably will be all right without photo documentation. With Medicare, it's hard to know where we go in the future. I think a lot of people will also do uh, post-operative photo documentation. And I think if the wound certainly looks like it's at the ALR rim, for instance, or it looks long enough to have undergone extensive undermining, I think that may certainly further support your billing. But I don't think at this point that that's going to be necessary. In the future, who knows? Okay. Everything's always changing. 
there is another coding conundrum that I think uh, our billing department has come across with respect to billing intermediate versus complex repairs. And that is, particularly for most surgeons, what do you do in terms of coding when you have to re-excise the oval post Mohs wound in order to deal with your burrows, triangles, or standing cones. There's been some source of conflict and in some individuals' minds, the thought is that this creation of the burrows, triangles, or standing cones after Mohs surgery may constitute creation of a limited defect for repair. But in actuality, in terms of appropriate and proper coding, the excision of that redundant skin in order to facilitate your linear repair after Mohs surgery is not separately buildable as an excision, and by itself, it does not constitute a complex repair. So that's something that we have been trying to, to clarify, and I think that's important to note. So how would you code that as intermediate? It depends on, again, if you take your dog ears out, now you probably have a fusiform defect, and then you go back to your coding guidelines. How far out are you undermining? So all of that gets incorporated into the undermining and the length of the repair that you do, and and based on the appropriate documentation, you'll have either uh, an intermediate repair or a complex repair of a given length, depending on at least how extensive your undermining is. I understand what you're saying. With closures with Mohs defects, a lot are closed with flaps. Are there any changes in surgical closure coding for adjacent tissue transfers and flaps? Not for this year. With respect to the degree of undermining, I think sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. And we felt very strongly the diagrams be included in the 2020 edition of CPT and the dermatology CPT coding team actually was responsible for creating, getting approved and introducing the diagrams. And I think they're marvelous. So I think if people would like to see a pictorial representation of what we mean by the line of closure, what we mean by the width of the defect, what we mean by undermining, I think that that is really much more clear now in the current CPT book because of those diagrams. So for those people who do better with pictures than words, I would encourage anyone to view the diagrams in the 2020 CPT book. I think that's an excellent recommendation. If you'd like to summarize just the take-home message for what our listeners need to know for complex repair, so we can code correctly, what would you say is the take-home? Well, I think the take-home is read the codes, look at the pictures, and document appropriately. If you have documented appropriately and used the rules correctly, your code should stand. Well, thank you so much for letting us interview you and contributing to the CPT codes and helping everyone how to code correctly so we can be coding appropriately for the AMA. Very important. We on the CPT team appreciate the opportunity to discuss the recent coding updates for the intermediate and the complex repairs. 
and would direct everybody to the 2020 CPT book. Dr. Haas, thank you again so much for all of your wisdom. I feel much more confident in my coding that will be coming up. And I just want to thank the listeners for listening to Dialogues in Dermatology.